I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong. Where we're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. What's up, First Gen fam? So again, you know me, it's your favorite day of the week. It's Thursday, and I am joined by a really phenomenal woman, someone who I got to meet this summer when I went up to D.C. to be a part of her panel. It's, it's Latavia Brown. Hey, Latavia. Hey, how are you? I'm well. I'm to be a part of your podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for your willingness to come onto the show and even for the work that you're doing around inspiring other first gens as well, which, you know, I will let you tell all of that. But uh, I want to thank you again, though, for just, you know, connecting and always being so open and having such uh, amazing personality and being so fun to just be around. Like, thank you, thank you. So, I mean, thank you. Oh, yeah, so welcome. So, since you're here, go ahead and tell (laughs) the family who you are and what it is that you do because you do a lot because you bomb like that. I do a lot. <laughs> yes, I do a lot, but I'm a firm believer that we can do all things through Christ strengthens us. So I I am the founder and CEO of Professionally Inspired LLC, which is a college readiness, job readiness organization where we push the younger generation to become better. And we partner with various organizations. We do various workshops and community events. I also am a vlogger now. (laughs) I just launched my new Confessions video blog, which is a vlog of excerpts of my story of my life. And what I do, I just tell people of the things that I've been through and what I've learned from it and motivate others to push past their obstacles and just move forward and tell their story. I'm also, of course, a motivational speaker. And I'm currently doing a community event with my business called Self Love Day from Princess to Queen, which is a mental health awareness community event. So, yeah, I'm doing a lot. You're doing a lot. But, you know, when yeah. you're doing a lot. and I recall from one of exactly. the before, you've also done some study abroad. So you've traveled internationally yes. as well, right? How was that yes, for you? I did. It was amazing because I actually got a scholarship. I wrote up my own story of telling others about my story. I'm actually the first person in my family to graduate with a bachelor's degree. So I was working two jobs and I had the senioritis. And we all know the senior items is about. Yeah. We do. <laughs> I was like, I needed like 10 credits. I said, I want to get out of here. I, I need to do something. So I was first person the internet at my college, LIU Open. Shout out to them. And I saw the study abroad program. So they told me to write up my story about me, you know, living in a single parent home and things of that nature. And they mm-hmm. gave me a full scholarship to go to Kyoto, Japan mm-hmm. for six months. And it was an awesome experience because first and foremost, being from a story of project, which is a low income neighborhood, it will be my first time on a plane. 
Mm. Um, it will be my first time experience another language. It will also would have been my first time actually moving outside of my environment. Mm. And I was more excited about that than the educational piece because <laughs> I knew, so. yeah, because I knew I was going to be the first to break every generational curse in my family. Mm. So I said I I was determined to be more than what I saw, more than what my environment told me that I couldn't be, and I was just determined to do that. So, and that's how I landed to go to Japan because of my determination to be more. Mm. So it was a wonderful experience. Yeah, I love that you say. You know, your determination to be more because sometimes mm-hmm. we grow up in environments that are not necessarily favorable. And I say favorable, mm-hmm. those, like I said, that are low income, those that mm-hmm. are, you know, poverty stricken. I mean, of course, and, and a lot of violence and crime and teen pregnancy, mm-hmm. all that stuff. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we can get stuck in the whole, this is all I've got. This is all I can be. Mm-hmm. So for you to say that you were determined, it's a powerful message to the people who listen to this, feel, feeling like they can't get beyond where they are because it's taking you literally out of the country to be determined right. and to get out of where you are. And then you're I mean, even an entrepreneur. So anything's right. possible, right? Yes, anything is possible. And, and I, I thank God for that determination because determination didn't come out of nowhere. Is because I had a good foundation, a family foundation of prayer. I'm a firm believer of a relationship with Jesus Christ and having a prayer life. And also I had a strong mother next to me. My mom was very strong. Uh, she always gave me good advice of just always be more than where you are. Mm. And she always pushed me to be more than. And even if I had to do it by myself, she said, even if you have to do it by yourself, be more than your environment or than what they're telling you not to be. You know, Mm. sometimes people try to tell you you can't do this based on where you're from. Yes. And my mom always pushed me and said, just because you're from a low income neighborhood doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to be more than. So because I had that, that that family foundation, that Christian foundation, that prayer foundation, I was determined. Mm, I love that. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love, I, and I say that a lot on the podcast, but I love talking and having these conversations because I truly, I find myself inspired myself and I'm just like, whoo, mm-hmm. I needed that. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So thinking about, you know, what what your mom has done in your life in terms of being a person who's really encouraged you, somebody who's really poured wisdom into you. Do you ever mm-hmm. think that there were some things that you wish somebody would have told you that you've learned later in life? Yes. I think about that a lot. I think we all have something that we wish somebody would have told me. I wish somebody told me that life wouldn't be easy and transition wouldn't be easy. Mm. I wish someone would have told me to trust the process and never give up. Mm. And the thing is, no one told me these things. These are things I had to literally learn through life, right? And I think as a young girl and as as the younger generation, we want things easy. We Mm -hmm. want things to come spontaneously, right? But we don't want to trust the process. We don't understand there's process and purpose, right? And sometimes the process may be a bumpy road. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I wish someone would have told me that so I would have been prepared for the bumpy road because some setbacks I put within myself. Mm. You know, sometimes your setbacks that you have in life, you put yourself in those setbacks. 
right? Yeah, that's true. And sometimes, that's true. yeah, and if you would have, if I would have got that advice of saying it's going to be a bumpy road, you need to learn, you need to know this, that, and the third in more detail, some of the mistakes I've made or some of the setbacks that were in my life, I was never made. Mm. If that Is there, sense, right? You know, it does. Is there an example okay. of transition? Because you mentioned transition, and that's one of my buzzwords. Right. You said that transition mm-hmm. is difficult. Is there an example right. of transition that you've experienced that has been difficult that you'd be willing to share with us that you've been able to overcome successfully? Yeah. Sure. The biggest transition for me is, and it's very simple, and people to others it may be simple, is asking for help. Yes. For me, like I said, I have a very strong mother, very independent mother, so she passed that on to me. So everything I got was through hard work and dedication. So when I had a setback in my life, it was very hard for me to ask for help. Mm. And I had to learn to ask for help as Mm. far as just help for advice, help for finances, things of that nature, because I was so, I, I always got it on my own. So it was very hard for me to trust others to say, you know, can you help me with this idea or can you help me with this resource? It was very hard for me. So how I overcame that is that I had to really experience some downfalls to humble myself enough to ask for help. Hmm. That's so real. now <laughs> I know the meaning. Yeah. And now I know the true meaning of help. You know, it's not, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be humble enough it's okay to have big ideas and be great, but still be humble enough to say, I need help. Mm. So thinking about, you know, needing help and, and asking for helping, just knowing what you need in general, what would mm. you say have been some things, you know, in addition to asking for help? What will be some of those things that have helped you to be successful thus far? The things that helped me be successful. So like I said before, I'm a, I'm a woman of God first. And I'm a a praying woman first. So I put God first in everything that I do. So I owe my success to Jesus Christ because Mm. I believe in the power of prayer. Even if I don't go to church every Sunday, even if I'm not religious, prayer is my foundation. Yes. Because I truly believe in a relationship with Jesus Christ. So I owe my success to Jesus Christ and knowing my purpose and who I am. So that's first and foremost. Secondly, like I said, my family as well was that foundation for me too. Just even if I saw certain things within my family that wasn't, how can I say it? Living in a low income neighborhood and seeing my family, my family probably didn't have a lot of money, but we had love and the atmosphere, things of that nature. That mm. allowed me to have a determination to say, you know, it will stop here. It will stop with me. Mm. You know? So, Absolutely. So that, that's what I owe my success to is those things. If, if I, answer, I hope I answered your question correctly. Oh, no, no, you did. That's your answer. Like, you okay. absolutely did. <laughs> okay. you, know, you absolutely did. Because it's okay. different for all of us. You know, what helps right. us? Some people have, you know, different strategies. They, some people say meditation. Some people say it's mentorship. Mm-hmm. So for you, right. it sounds like, you know, again, it's, it's family and it's and it's spirituality is religion so those being things that you value which it kept kept you grounded and you have to know that because otherwise you just be running circles you know so i I can exactly 
I can definitely dig that. I'm really curious to know something because you do come from a low income background and you are first generation. Again, I'm still in admiration of the fact that you got to study abroad because I I wish I knew then what I know now. And I definitely had my butt in somebody's plane going out the country. But you decided (laughs) to become an entrepreneur in spite of what you haven't had growing up. What was mm-hmm. it that pushed you to do that? Because sometimes we think as first gen, especially those from low income backgrounds, that we don't have the resources, you know, money or the support right. or the connections. Um, so how do you right. do that? Because it's something that I've really been talking a lot more about myself with people. Right. So I think that um, for me, I always wanted to have my own business. I didn't know what, I didn't know where. My first vision in college was to, I was going to have my own magazine. I was going to be Queen Lapisa, right? <laughs> I'm <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be Queen Lapisa. It was going to be called Unique. That was the first vision I had. That's why I actually went to LIU for journalism, because I wanted my own magazine. So I wanted to learn how to write, you know, in a journalistic way and do interviews and things of that nature. And because of my experience in Japan, when I went to Japan, true story, I actually did, I worked in an orphanage. And in this particular orphanage in Japanese culture, they don't believe in stepmother, stepfather. Right. Hmm. So if the mother remarries of some nature, some of them may put the child into an orphanage because they're not blood to the father. Right. Hmm. So, yeah. So I had the opportunity to teach English to these orphans and the mothers will come and visit them. Right. And during that experience, we were able to do raise money for this orphanage by writing Microsoft and giving them computers for um, learning experiences for this orphanage. And also we did a community walk and I was able to organize that with the students that was with me. So in that experience, I was like, this is what I wanted to do. This is my purpose is to serve others because I had so much fulfillment in doing that, just organizing and writing letters and doing all of this. I said, I want to have a business like this. Hmm. I didn't know how I was going to start it. I didn't know the name of it. I didn't know the outcome of it, but I know it was my purpose. Hmm. And sometimes when we go into entrepreneurship, right, we see it more as a business than a purpose. Mm. We should see it as both. We should have a balance. A business, it is a business because you do want to have the resources, you want to have the funding to able to make money to live. But it is your purpose because you can't do nothing else because that's what you were ordained to do, right? Mm. So mm-hmm. that's when I knew I had something in me. So. As you know, my story throughout the years, I worked within a nonprofit field after I graduated because I had a degree in journalism. But because of that feeling of purpose that I had in Japan, it was my last semester and I wasn't able to change my major. Right? I wanted to graduate. So I said, well, maybe I could just work within nonprofits because I do have my degree. So I just got the experience. I learned. I grew. And then I built the business from there. And building the business was hard for me. It was a transition. When I say transition, I went from six figures to a full-time entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And basically, I had to transition my whole life. Mm -hmm. When I say my whole life, my character, my living situation, everything. Because when you're in entrepreneurship, 
like I said, for me, I look at it more as a purpose. And when you walk fully in your purpose, I believe transition is like a reconstruction, right? It's like tearing you down to build you up, right? It's like a rebuilding. Mm. Yes. So because I, I went from a cubicle, from working for people mindset to now having a mindset of owning it. You know, and mm. I had to really, it was a character building for me because it was humbling experience because I'm, I'm used to getting money every two weeks. Now I'm hustling for resources. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm partnering with organizations to sign contracts and things of that nature. But at the end of the day, it is all about purpose. That's why I like what you call yourself, purpose chaser. And I put mine as well, purpose chaser, because this is more than just a business. It's for purpose. Mm, it's for a purpose. You know, if we yeah. were sitting in the same room, I would take my shoe off and throw it across the room because, <laughs> you know, you said all that. I mean, you said, I couldn't have said it better because mm-hmm. it is truly for those who don't have the resources, you have to know if God put it in you, you can't run from it. Even when you try to right. and try to make things practical, it always pull you back. And for you yeah. to say that, especially as entrepreneur, like I said, it's nothing that's easy. And I've had to do a lot of humbling myself, sister. Mm -hmm. But all of that to say, I wouldn't trade it for the world because you can't put, and I think I may have said it to you, you know, earlier, but you can't put a price tag on purpose because it's so much deeper. It's so much deeper, so much greater. And I I think that's Mm -hmm. some very good wisdom for first gens who are currently considering entrepreneurship and wonder if they can do it. You heard it first on the first gen lounge. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, man, so thinking about, you know, what you share with us about entrepreneurship, it makes me think a bit about success and failure. Mm -hmm. Would you be willing to share with us maybe some of your, your greatest success and maybe a biggest failure and what you've learned from both of those things? And as far as life or just an entrepreneurship? Oh, it could be in it. Life, entrepreneurship, might be a blend of both. Okay, <laughs> okay so I, I want to focus on the life of the entrepreneurship piece. So my greatest failure, I think, was when I rushed to be an entrepreneur without being humble enough to learn. Mm. I think, you know, I was at the point in my life where I wanted to... I couldn't sleep at night. I would write down ideas and I'm working at this job that I really didn't like. And I'm like, I want to do this. I want to do this, right? But I didn't really have the knowledge of the business, right? Mm-hmm. But I said, I, I want to do this, right? So I had this great name and it was called Fit for Greatness, right? And um, I said, I'm going to launch it. I'm just going to do it, right? And it was an epic fail. Mm-hmm. It was a fail because one, I didn't have a mission. I had this great vision, but it was all over the place. And it wasn't aligned to the name that I had. And um, I remember me putting something on Facebook saying, you know, what do you guys think? You know, I want to do this college readiness thing. And a lot of people said it sounded like coaching or, you know, like a fitness program or whatever the case may be. And I took it down and I said, you know what? I have to learn first before I build. Mm. I said, so let me, I got these great ideas, right? The ideas are great, but I got to learn about the business side. I got to learn about what it takes to be, you know, the simple things, a mission statement, you know, how to design a program. I know all of this stuff working with education, but I just didn't have the business side. 
because mm. I didn't have a degree in business. So I think that was my failure of humbling myself before I put an idea out and saying, let me learn first before I launch anything. So that was my failure. And I learned what I learned from that failure was let me slow down a little bit. Let me have my ideas and my visions. But also let me go to a couple of workshops. <laughs> learn about what a business person is, you know, what a business mindset is all about. Let me learn what a mission statement is all about. Then I'll have a great name and that's how professionally inspired came about. So I, love that. I w- that was my failure. You know, but I learned from that failure. Mm-hmm. And a failure and a failure as long as you learn from it. So I guess, right. you know, in a nutshell exactly. it's and we're gonna start calling it fail learn you or something. We had to change the word. I'm making stuff up. Right. <laughs> right. So, so I just I humble myself to learn. Humble myself to learn. That might be uh, the name of your episode. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really it's a, it's a comment. Humble yourself to learn because the things you just don't know, and then especially being somebody who's had to be independent for a long time. Because again, right. you come from, you know, for lack of better words, come from the projects. So what do you do right. when you come from nothing? You used to getting it for yourself. And right. to have to humble yourself when necessary is kind of like, okay, I'm learning, I'm learning, but it's all in growth. So I can appreciate your honesty and mm-hmm. transparency about having to humble yourself because it's right. humility goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So thinking about self-awareness um, and, and humbling mm-hmm. yourself, I'm curious to know at this point in your life, what do you believe has been the most significant thing that you've learned about yourself as an adult? (laughs) That's a good question. I love that question. I have learned that I'm stronger than I thought I was. Mm. I have greater strength than ever. I have learned that God has developed my character in a way to where that I can endure anything. And I also learned as a woman that faith without works is dead. And that the word faith, I think we say it so much and it is is a very popular phrase, right? But I feel like in the midst of transition, you don't know faith until you endure it. Mm. And the thing is, is that I also learned that the process before you get to the purpose is more, how can I say it? Trusting the process is something that we have to do. Don't quit. Trust the process. Because there is lessons in the process. Mm. Because we want to get, I was the type that wanted to get so much to the purpose, I didn't want to endure the process. I didn't want to carry the cross. I didn't want to endure uh, hardship. I didn't want to endure all of that. You know, I wanted to just go straight to the purpose. But in those things that I went through, it built my character. It gave me more integrity. It gave me more wisdom enough to where now that I'm walking in the purpose, I won't make the same mistakes I did before. Mm. I'm about amen. Yeah. I'm in the amen corner today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. mm. yeah. So thoughtful and so reflective. So thoughtful and so yeah. reflective. This has mm-hmm. been an awesome conversation. Thank it's you. Filled, it's filled. You're so welcome. It's filled with so much, and it's kind of one of those moments I want to say. And to the young folk, y'all need to listen to this <laughs> because it's just <laughs> yeah, again getting the wisdom that we feel isn't there for it to be present, for it to be here and right now um, in this moment, and to carry it with you is something, which then makes me. 
you know, excited for the people who listen and get this because I'm like, man, where were you when I needed this 10 years ago? You know, where were you, you know, where were you then? Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, everything is in the due time and we cross paths at the right time because of, you know, so many parallels. But um right. as we're as we're bringing things, you know, to a close, I do have, you know, one more thing that I'd like to ask you and that is what is the one thought that you'd want to leave with the family, you know, that one thing that you want us to carry with us for the rest of our lives, that that wisdom from you that will be unwavering. Okay, so one thing, three things I want to say. One, trust the process. Whatever you're going through, trust it. God wouldn't put you in a situation that you cannot bear. Two, never quit. Never give up on your dreams. Remain focused on what the purpose is in your life. Three is trust God in everything that you do because all things work together for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Well, that's it. That's it. Y'all <laughs> play, that, play that back a couple times. Hear what she said now. Play that back. Mm-hmm. Well, look, you have, I'm telling you, you are a joy. You are such a joy. And Thank I'm you. telling you, if y'all can ever meet her, she is as sweet in person as she is on this conversation and as down to earth as she is right now. Yes. I'm glad I got to witness yes. it first. You I'm, and you're amazing oh too. Gosh. And I thank just want to say thank you so much for coming to my event. And it was great. It was a great pleasure to connect with you. And I'm excited for you and your future as well. And oh, thank I you so much. This podcast is going to be international. And mm. I speak it. And it's going to be greater than what you think. Mm. I'm going to claim that. <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm yeah. to say I'm receiving yeah. that. I thank you yeah. so much for your belief in the work no and even to the family that's listening. Thank you for continuing to come back and just invest your time in, in hearing what we have to say and sharing the stories that we have. Latavia, just yeah. really quickly so that, you know, those who mm-hmm. want to connect with you more and connect with mm-hmm. your work, where on the Internet do you want people to find you? So I'm on mostly on Instagram. I'm on. You can follow me at Latavia B, which is Latavia Brown is my last name, but I put B as my initial, which is L A T A Y as in yes, D as in Victor, I A, and B as in boy. Latavia B on Instagram. Awesome. Well, look, Latavia, I hope the rest of, you know, your year is fantastic. 2019 is off um, to a beautiful, beautiful start. Many great things um, yes. to you. And I look forward to continue to work with you and just do amazing Uh-oh. things in the space that we're in. Thank you for your time. Have a great evening. You too. And have a wonderful evening as well.